Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Katriel. Well, hello, guys. It is Halloween. How are you guys feeling? Um, so this is actually one of my most favorite ho- uh, holidays, also known as Samhain um, from the pagan tradition. Um, actually, a little fun fact. Halloween was actually started in Ireland. Um, I found this out when I studied in Ireland. And it was, oh my goodness, like the most incredible journey ever, like going there. Um, Anyways, uh, I learned a lot in regards to, um, I stayed in actually, I stayed in Derry, London Derry. And um, that is where uh, Bloody Sunday actually occurred. Um, so I got to be there for the um, some peace resolutions, actually. Um, when I went there, uh, they had um, what you call um, a peace bridge. And when I first went there the first year, they were in the middle of building this peace bridge. And a peace bridge for them was actually... Okay, so the town was kind of divided, and um, it literally went um, from one side of the city to the next. And what they were trying to do is create um, or more, or more, more harmony within um, you know what has had the division essentially. And honestly, it re- reminded me a lot of uh, what is going on, you know, between Israel and Palestine, um, which is actually super interesting. I, honestly, I, I have no idea where this is going at this point. <laughs> like, but um, so what? What's really interesting is this past weekend, I re- oh, I should say Friday. I received um, news that the paperwork essentially that I need um, to move to Israel, um, well, it's it's about to uh, be actualized essentially, and um, I could be, you know, it really obviously is divine timing, right? And Hashem, Spirit, Source, Universe. Um, only knows that specific date of when I go home. But um, essentially, I feel like it'll be, by the, by the end of the year, I feel like it's going to be December. And it's a huge milestone for me. And so just like really taking this in, um, Halloween is one of my most favorite holidays ever, um, bringing it full circle. Um, it's a week before I was born. Uh, that like one week exactly, my mom would always tell me about stories of how she would be trick or treating me with me in her stomach, and um, I don't know. It just like gave me a lot of comfort. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know if you guys noticed this this um, year, and it happens every year, and it's like we have to keep reminding ourselves. You know, in Florida, we get these hot, hot summers, and it's like. Sometimes, I don't know, I do, I block them out of like actually how hot it is. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But what was 
really beautiful to recognize again that right as this weekend is approaching, we get a cold front in. I had forgotten what that felt like. And my mom and I always have this like, this uh, lingo of the wide eyed feeling. And it's kind of like when that beautiful cold wind comes through and your eyes just, you know, it, it's essentially like your soul and your spirit livening. Um, and you can feel it in the air. You can, you know, there's magic, you know, magic occurring. And that's what it was going into this, this holiday, um, again. And so I don't know, it, it was just something about that. And what's really interesting is as I'm p putting some pieces together in my, my head, after I just told you that story about Ireland and, and everything and, um, you know, me about to go to Israel and, you know, peace solutions and everything. I noticed the Torah portion this week um, is actually um, this, the, obviously it was, well, not obviously because it can change, but my Torah portion for when I was born is actually this week um, because the calendar is a little bit different, right? Uh, it's a moon cycle. Um, so when I was born, this was happening and it's about, uh, it's called, um, uh, Chaya Sarah. And essentially it's about right after this epic moment of, of like essentially the foundation of Judaism and our life moving forward of, um, you know, Abraham about to sacrifice his son on an altar like it was um, uh, like this epic moment. And it, it, there's a lot of dialogue within the rabbinical writings about like, were, was Avraham and his son Isaac, like, were they like, okay after that did what happened with sarah why is the next story her death because it says the life of sarah so like but it starts off with sarah's like funeral essentially why i bring this up is because it talks about the dialogue of where she was buried it goes back and forth in regards to avraham talking about um uh, like he, 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 okay. So the land that he was on was actually Hebron, which is actually in Palestine. And it emphasizes the point that, um, he felt like a, uh, like it wasn't his home essentially. So he purchased land from the owners. And it was very interesting because they were like, please lay your, your beloved to, to rest. And, and it goes back and forth. And I thought this was super interesting because, um, like we, we know Hebron as Palestine, right? And, um, in the fact that, um, 
Avraham had to purchase land there and like it was emphasized that that was now his land, this particular area where she was buried. And then we have all of this like back and forth energy about like who's is who, you know, like who's whose land and whatnot. Um, I find that super interesting, you know, because, you know, right now, um, like, I feel like it's just like in Ireland where we need to create creative solutions allowing for peace, essentially, that we share things, you know? And I find that super interesting to be part of my Torah portion, um, especially with uh, the name I have chosen to take on to Israel, Katriel. Um, it means my crown is of God, right? or my crown is God. Um, but what else is interesting is it also means peacemaker. So I'm also bringing this type of um, diplomatic um, energy with me on, you know, over there. And um, I've always felt that. Uh, I talk about a lot of, about astrology and I find this super interesting. I was talking to my friend Soul last night and um, how interesting you know, the, um, so like we talk about the zodiacs, right? We have Western astrology. We also have Vedic astrology and I've brought in some Mazel astrology, which, um, I got to, uh, teach at my retreat, which I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, so what's interesting to me is it's kind of like the spectrum, right? Um, energy that uh, we have within our charts. We can literally have three different charts by the three different astrologies that I just spoke of. But we know energy is not a box. It's fluid. It's not just stagnant. So what's interesting is in the Vedic, if I were to look at my son, I would actually be a Libra, which is that that diplomatic energy. And so like oftentimes I'll look over and and be like, oh wow, okay. You know, like there's the scope of of part of my mission that I may not have really looked at if I just fixated on one perspective essentially. And um so like I think that's really cool. And of course, we're all, um, all of these different energies, but our chart is there to show us where they're highlighted. So when we can take this energy, so now I can be looking at essentially this energy that starts in Libra and goes through, um, you know, uh, the, like the later um, energies of Cheshvan, which is Scorpio season, I can see where I shine. It's in this spectrum of between Libra and Scorpio. That's powerful. Now, I want to also highlight, I, I just spoke about my retreat for a second, okay? Mazel astrology. I got to do something super freaking cool. I spoke on a different podcast about this. Um, but essentially, oh, 
wow, Hashem is amazing. Moisha House and Shavet Kolot partnered to do um, a retreat. And um, Moisha House was absolutely incredible. And they granted me a $5,000 grant so that I could fulfill, you know, my dream of, of, of hosting a retreat. Well, the energies came together. And this is where I talk about setting sacred space. We're in, we're still in the heart of Scorpio. Okay. And, um, I find it super interesting that the, the retreat happened during Scorpio. Uh, but essentially, you know, I created the sacred space to be able to, to allow this, this beautiful retreat to unfold. It was called illuminating the Beit HaMikdash. Essentially what that means, okay? If you're Jewish, you'll understand this. It's the age of the Mashiach. If you're from more of a spiritual perspective, um, it's the age of Aquarius. It's when we can all come together and be united in one idea, one energy, a holisticness with the world, the universe, essentially. Realizing that we do have our own individual souls, but when we use our individual souls and come together for one beautiful energy, for a bigger purpose, a bigger, bigger purpose, a bigger picture, essentially. That's where the magic happens. And I feel like, especially the potency of Halloween, it's, you know, there's a lot of talk about Halloween, right? Like, what is it? Yes, it started off with some pagan roots. And honestly, a lot of people misunderstand a lot of, of its roots, you know, um, but essentially, um, you know, it was this fall harvest time. Yes. Um, you know, we felt the magic in the air because that's when the crispness, not Christmas, but crispness comes in and rejuvenates us in an energetic way. Because as we are about to approach winter, our souls are, are about to um, flourish in a certain way. And that's when we see the colors on the trees and the, you know, the, the beautiful fall leaves and just incredible, you know. We also, you know, uh, essentially allow ourselves to um, let go of anything that no longer serves us. We also set this sacred space for this potent energy to come forth, this magic. So there's a lot of different energies associated with today. Another thing, and one thing that I love about this, this specific time is the honoring of the ancestors, the gratitude, the honoring of the previous energies that made us who we are today. Because Halloween and um, the Day of the Dead, you know, are very 
they're they're very they're part of the same energy like they're part of the same um energy packet the veil is thin right okay that means like we see ghosts and goblins and all these different things right essentially what it's illuminating is the shadows within ourselves okay and when we start to look i mean we can have fun with it and look at those shadows and you know the deep deepest part of ourselves and in the outside versions and and that's where we look at all these different costumes and everything but what's interesting um is essentially energy is energy and there's reflections and what's beautiful about this holiday is it very much so um uh correlates to Purim in in uh, Judaism, which is really cool. But we have these costumes, and we can be anybody who, like, who we choose to be on this day. And so we get to honor those specific energies within us, bring the attention to them. And, um, and if you like to set intentions you know, we can do that. Like, even if we do decide to, to be a dark, darker character, you know, essentially where, if we set that intention to kind of like do it from an energetic perspective and, and let go of that energy by embodying it, honestly, that is a true Scorpio right there. That is transformation. It is transmutation. And that's some powerful energy. When you can confront your demon, when you can look it in the eye and say, what you got? I'm not afraid of you. That's powerful, you know? So, you know, we all have these different cultures and traditions. And even within Judaism, um, we have some mystical superstitions and um in in whatnot like uh i was in uh shul yesterday synagogue and we were talking about the different you know um uh the the different superstitions like why you always will close a holy book after you're finished with it you know or why um you know like why we do certain things the way we do like it it's very interesting to see where the mystical tradition is. I mean, there are what you call dibics and and all these different, which is essentially like a a a, a, a demon, but it's a um, it's kind of like a a very similar energy to like a poltergeist and stuff. And I'm mentioning these because I have no fear in them. Like I respect them, and they're all a part of um you know, this, this holiday and even life and the deepest parts of, you know, myself, but you know what, the, the, the wisest thing you can do with all of this stuff is respect it and literally create your own energetic boundary of like, this doesn't affect me, you know? And you know, like when we give uh, one of the most beautiful stories ever 
that I love, and I'm going to bring this one full circle. So um, there's two wolves, and it's a Native American parable, okay? And ironically, I dressed up as a wolf for, for Halloween. I had to do it. <laughs> so there's a wolf and or there's a, a white wolf and a, a dark wolf. And so uh, a chief and his son were talking and he's telling him a little bit of a, a story around the fire. And he brings up the, the dark wolf and the white and the light wolf. And he's telling his son that they're about to go into this epic battle. Okay. And it's, it's, um, this was, you know, all the cards, you know, type of thing. And he tells the representation of the light wolf of being everything that is good and positive and beautiful within the world. And the dark wolf represented everything that was the shadows and the darkness and the, and the, the essentially painted the picture of evil and, and the heavier energies of the world. And they're about to, to duke it out and they're approaching each other and looking each other in the eye and building up this entire scene for his son. And he stops. And this boy says, Daddy, what happens next? So he took a moment, had some silence, and said, Well, son, you want to know who wins? Yes, Daddy, yes. It's the one you feed. He left it at that. Essentially, where we put our energy is what we're feeding. So if we want to highlight more positive energies, we feed that energy with more positivity. And if we decide, you know, to add to the energy of some more negative, well, that's what we're feeding. But here's the thing about energy, right? That's duality right there. Things are not just black and white. Energy is flowing. And sometimes moments can be filled with both. And that's where the transmutation can happen. When we can be in a negative state and transform it into a positive, you know? And it's all having to do with the pureness of our hearts and our intention of how we move forward. And that is true magic. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that today, you know. Um, since we're here in, the, in this Halloween energy. Um, what else is happening this week in the planetaries? I would like to talk about, essentially. 
Um, so in the Hebrew calendar, I often go, you know, between the different calendars. Um, we're actually on Thursday going to be having a new moon, Rosh Chodesh, which is us navigating this bridge between Cheshvan and Kislev, which essentially means we're going to be in this energy of both Scorpio and Sagittarius, which um, I always love to look at the symbols. So does anybody, I don't know, do you guys know what the, um, the symbols look like? So I'm going to paint you a picture. So like Scorpio is an M with an arrow going higher, right? Like it's, it's moving towards the, the sky essentially. And then you have an arrow pointing up for Sagittarius, a keshet, essentially a bow. Okay. And what's so interesting with that is you have this transformation, right? With Scorpio, and then you ascend higher within Sagittarius. It's higher learning. It's wisdom. It's Jupiter energy. So we go through this energy that um, it's essentially Pluto and Mars combined, which is epic. Like it's the only sign that has two planets associated with it, you know? Um, well, the other one is actually Taurus I like to look at. Some say it's Venus and some say it's, it's the Earth. I like to look at both. But I find that interesting because that's its parallel point. So it makes a lot of sense. It's 180 degrees. And like I said, in Scorpio, when the sun is in Scorpio, the Earth is in Taurus. So it makes a lot of sense why that is. So you have this epic energy, okay, of Mars and Pluto together for this potent energy of transformation. And once that transformation occurs, it ascends through Jupiter, right? Because that's the leading planet of Sagittarius. So we're about to embark on that energy starting at the new moon on Thursday. And so that those intense energies are going to start to essentially subside and, and ascend. We're going to start seeing transformations occur. And, you know, for smaller transformations, less time, right? For larger transformations, you may have seen things, um, you know, like you may have planted a seed during Taurus season and seeing it now come to fruition during this time. Or maybe you, you planted that seed a year ago or even several years ago, you know? And we're going to start seeing some wholeness within this energy. And that is super powerful because not only do we get to look at it from the planetary aspect, but let's take it a step further and look at Thursday What's going on? Well, the leading planet of, of, um, of Thursday 
is Jupiter. So again, we're going full force with this Jupiter energy in regards to magic and miracles. So uh, again, um, I, I really encourage you to set some sacred intentions that day and let go. Completely allow for the flow. The only thing that I say is start your day with some gratitude. Not that you shouldn't every single day. But really be mindful on Thursday because that transformation is coming to its completion that day. And by giving it fuel, feeding it with beautiful positive energy will allow for that trans, trans, transmutation, that transmission to flourish and go higher and ascend. Okay, so Thursday is going to be a very powerful day. Now, during a new moon, often many people can feel it. And it's because we're planting seeds and intentions on that day. So we're, we're also, um, you know, Yes, we'll see some holistic stuff, but we're also meant to be planting seeds that day as well. And part of that is giving ourselves the time we need to rest and open up that heart energy, you know? Like, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be in your bed resting, but take it easy on Thursday. Do something that fills your cup. If that's going to St. Pete and walking through the streets, if that means going and buying yourself a little, um, you know, a little something like a little stone or, or taking yourself to a movie, treating yourself in some type of way, that will be very, very helpful um, for you that day because you're telling the universe that... This is the tone I'm setting. This is how I want to move forward and this is how I want to ascend. I want to I want to create balance and harmony and I want to um to ascend higher, you know? So that that's kind of what's going on essentially um what I'm being guided to talk about today. Um Let's see here. Oh, yes. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Mazel Astrology. And um, so, like I said, at the retreat, I got to um, do this session that was so powerful. So um, I'm kind of going to give you a backstory of how I create these, okay? So... Yes, we all have our birth charts, and many of you probably know what one looks like. Well, from the Mazel astrology perspective, yes, we, we do look at the birth chart um, that one you're familiar with, um, if you're familiar with astrology, Western at least. But we also have what you call the Sephirot, or the Tree of Life in Kabbalah. And what we do is based off of... Um, our chart, we um, fill in the blanks. So how do we do so? 
So for instance, what a chart would look like is you have, of course, the, the, the 10 Sephirot, starting with Keter, which is the crown. Well, part of that, you'll have a leading planet that's um, really a part of that Sephirot, and it paints you a picture. So what you would put in that, that little circle is Neptune, because Neptune's leading here, okay? Um, and I find this super interesting, and I'm only going to go over one little Sephirot here to make a point. So the crown, like look at our crown chakra. What is the purpose of that? So transformation, transmutation happens through there. Why? Because this is our access point with the universe, with Hashem, with spirit, with the source. And so Neptune is representing this connection here. And part of Neptune's energy is very psychic. It's filled with a lot of feeling. It's way out there. Like it's, you know, uh, it's definitely um, higher energy. You know, our communication with source. But on the dualistic side, it's also things of the unknown that we're not familiar with. And, and so um, really looking at our crown, our Keter, our Neptune energy, we're going to see in our chart the house of blah, blah, blah. You know, We'd have to look at Neptune and see what house that's in. And how I like to do it. So mine is actually in the house of Aries. So it's in my first house, okay? Um, and I like to, this is something that's not always done anymore. We always call it first house. And I feel like it It doesn't, um, for me, show the fullness of its energy. And Aries tells me something. Like what house that means, okay? So we're working on ego stuff, the self, um, you know, all of these, these, you know, different aspects of ourself like that are at a personal level. Our self-expression, that's definitely part of this. Um, and our like, like in regards to like, personality okay how we immediately come off it's also this energy of um self-actual self-actualization or um inspired action this is the area area of that and so as as we we look at that i we also have a lens the lens would be the zodiac that it's in. So for mine, in this space would be Capricorn, which is super interesting. So like I like, in order for me to connect with source, I have to have some type of structure. So we can look at this as like religion, or we can look at this as like, well, what's also structured? 
the chakras. That's a system. Systems, okay? That's definitely a part of this. And so that helps me connect higher because I can see like a ladder essentially, kind of like Jacob's ladder, right? And then we have the degree point. So mine is 12. 12 degrees is um, one leading with the heart and then as well as feeling it. And then we take that one, which is the Leo energy, and two, which is the Cancer energy. So the love, the heart, essentially, leading, leadership, that's all Leo. Feeling is Cancer. So it's that deep, um, intuitive feeling, taking those two energies, putting them together, and it creates this three energy, which is Sagittarius, which is another higher level energy, wisdom. So essentially, I'm leading with the heart and putting my feeling into it. And it creates this new founded belief. Okay? And that's all within my personality. That's in, that's all within my um, house of Aries, my ego. Um, it's all within this Neptune energy, right? Of, of connecting with source. So that's like one way of looking at it. And then, so I created something else here is um, called a soul mission scope. And what I have at the very top is the North Node, where, you know, like, which stands for what I come, what I've come here to learn. Then right beneath it, the Midheaven, mid which is our work ethic. It's always going to be in the house of Capricorn, otherwise known as the 10th house. And then underneath that is, um, our south node, which is mastery from a previous lifetime. And I, I don't like to say the most previous because I don't know that for sure. I don't feel like these are cookie cutter things. Like, But I do feel like it is definitely energies we have felt previously in a previous lifetime, you know? And so um, that's our soul mission scope. Now, to bring this full circle, what else I did for this session is, yes, we looked at the astrologies and everything, but we looked at the day we were born, okay, and what Parsha was being read during that week. So I did that for the birth. Then also what would have been our Torah portion for our bar, our bat mitzvah. So for a male, it would be at 13. And for a female, it'd be at 12. So again, your 12th birthday or your 13th birthday. So you can look that up on Chabad. And I promise you, that story will tell, it will reveal something about you. And not, not everybody has the same Torah portion for both. Some people have two. And so for, for me, I had two. 
So this week was the um, Torah portion I spoke about earlier in the episode, uh, which is Kaya Sarah. And it revealed also, you know, the, you know, the burial of Sarah, but it also talks about this soulmate energy between, this is the first time in the Bible that it talks about love, okay? With a, I mean, in this way for a partnership. Like a lot of times it was like, and he laid with her and, you know, they were together essentially. But this one literally speaks of like this genuine love between Sarah, I'm sorry, not Sarah, <laughs> Isaac and Rivka. Rebecca. And that gives me hope for the future in regards to my soulmate. Sometimes it takes longer. Why? Because the universe is just molding and, and, and moving things energetically. You know, like it's a timing thing. You're talking about two souls here that their story and your story have to align that takes some time sometimes. Sometimes it's less time, depending on who you are. <laughs> but, and and that all has to do with part of your soul mission, you know, as well. And then last week was the Parsha, or Torah portion, that was for my bar mitzvah, and I did my first bar mitzvah. I mean, my first bar mitzvah. I did my bar mitzvah literally there. We had a Torah. It was beautiful. I, I, it was just incredible, but that, um, you know, it, again, um, I wanted to kind of say this because, um, anyone who would like to go deeper in their chart and have a more like deeper understanding of these energies, whether you follow Western, Mazel, Vedic, um, and I'm open to learning more. I would love to learn Cherokee, honestly. Um, I know some, you know, um, like galactic signatures, which is related to the Mayan. But essentially, this is this is where my zone is, and, and this is why I'm here, is to to help others with their soul mission and to recognize their soul mission. And it's a process, and it takes some time to illuminate, but I'm ready to step into my teacher, you know, which ironically the wolf um, is this intuitive teacher. <laughs> I just realized that, that's funny. Um, so if anybody would like to go deeper, just please reach out. And um, I guarantee you, um, you, will definitely have something revealed to you. Hashem just is incredible with when you ask, you shall receive. So on that note, happy Halloween. Happy um, Day of the Dead. I don't want to mess up the Spanish of that. Uh, I say it wrong every time. <laughs> um, but um, I love you all, divine, beautiful souls, and have a beautiful, magical week and happy new moon. Shalom.